Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you all for coming. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Isn't he wonderful? Amen. I'm so glad you could make it today. I'll just give you a little thought. There was some time, maybe three years ago, someone had paid for us to take a vacation. After many years, it was, uh, I believe it was our anniversary also, and it was a nice uh, vacation spot. And so we checked it out on the uh, internet and uh, saw the pictures, and it was in an uh, an island outside uh, South Asia. And it all looked very nice, and, you know, and we checked all of the facilities, and it was all beautiful. Hallelujah. Amen. And if somebody said, okay, you saw it, you had the online experience, now you don't have to go there. Bye. Go back home. What will happen? Of course, we'll say, what? No, no, no. I'm supposed to go there. Why? I'm supposed to be there. I'm supposed to be there. I'm supposed to be there physically. Hallelujah. Not just onlinely. Why don't you just go to the mall online? Why should you walk around the malls in Bangalore? Chumma walking up and down. Katavangi. Looking at the shops. Why? Because there's something, in quote, real about it. You can watch the malls online and sit down at home. Just watch, you know, spar. Just look at all the counters, vegetable section, towels, blankets. Look at it all. Oh, big TV. Yes. Nice. And switch it off. That's all. Hallelujah. So, same thing with church. You can sit at home and just scroll through and uh, you won't have the real experience, no matter what you say. Amen? But there are people today who are creating another world called the virtual world. And that's coming up. Where you're going to be living inside your brain. That's all. You'll be watching things by virtual glasses, virtual screen. All your currency will be there and you will spend your whole life inside there. So this is just an experiment to bring everything online and see how the world is going to react. And the world is like an animal. Just train it, it will adjust. Even church, yes, even church we will put online. No, no, you can't put church on. No, we'll put it online and you will obey. And we went online. But that's not real. As real as the real. (laughs) This is the real deal. You can stay here. You don't have to go anywhere. Just open your screen and tap in. No need to travel. No need to go to Shivajinagar. Too much traffic. Just sit here and order online. They will bring it from Shivaji Nagara to your house. Ah. Amen. So these are the challenges of today. These are the realities that are happening and we are not seeing it. Don't be fooled for one minute. 
This is not the real reason why God created us. This is the end. But you are still here. You cannot just swallow everything. You have to stand for what is real. What is true. Don't be fooled. Don't be cheated for one minute. Hallelujah. So my brethren, not from any other reason, but just because this is not real. Just because this is not the actual thing. That's why I'm saying it. Amen? Of course you enjoy watching things online, but you are never really there. It's just, you know, to help you to be desirous of it. I want to go to London to visit the Queen. No, the Queen. I want to visit the Queen. I want to see London Bridge. But you saw it online. Why do you have to go there? Why? Because you want to feel it. You want to touch that bridge. Hallelujah. Same experience. You have to understand that even though Jesus is in the spirit, he has created some ways where he can be felt through his hand. And his hand is in his body and you are his body. He, he is the head. He's in heaven, but the body's here. It is through your hand, through your words, through your hugs, through your actions that we feel him. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why he said love one another. Because then God is perfected in us. Amen. So we need the body. We need each other. Real, not just online. Real. Real time. Hallelujah. Real shake, real hold, real visit, real. Amen. So don't be satisfied with all this online business. It is just a you know, very low level of doing things. Amen? It's supposed to stir you up for the real. Amen? Praise God. I believe that God will help you. Today, I'm not the captain of this ship. I am, you know, I'm privileged to realize that God has used us to raise up people. Amen? You know, I'm wearing some stars today. You notice that. But the big stars are just few, maybe one, two, three, maybe four. They are more small stars. Did you notice that? That's how it is going to be in the resurrection. There will be plenty of small stars. In other words, there will be plenty of people who are believers, but there won't be many who are disciples, who are committed to grow up in him. Hallelujah. Those will shine like the stars, as it is said in Daniel chapter 12. Those who turn people to the way of righteousness. Amen? So we are here not just to see little stars. Of course, thank God you can be a star. Thank God you are a star, but we want to see also disciples. Amen? So the Great Commission is in two parts. It's not one part. Some people ignorantly say that the Great Commission is just Mark 16, the end part. But no, they forget. It's Matthew 28, the end part also. Go make disciples. Not just get people saved and make them believers. Make disciples. It's twofold. Hallelujah. So as a church, we have the privilege of making disciples. Not just people who are simple believers. They just accepted Jesus 
35 years later, I'm a believer. No. Hallelujah. 35 years later, they can point to other believers that they have discipled, that they have matured in the things of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, that's God's best. That's what we want to aim for. It's not that you are a hard taskmaster, you're always a principal, this and that. No. The target is you've got to shine. Amen. Don't be just a simple star. Be a supernova. Hallelujah. Shine. Full blast. And today you have one day to live like that. Amen. Your life can disciple people. Your words can disciple people. People can watch and say, I see, you're not just an ordinary believer. Mm, You're a tough guy. You're a powerhouse. You're moving things. Wow, I like that. Amen? So part of our work here is to see people like Brother Anup, to see people like Brother Joji come up. Of course, it took years, 17 years, 18 years. It takes time. But they came and they came and they came. And they can tell you how many days they came, and how many weeks they came, how many months they came. But they kept coming, and they're still coming. Hallelujah. So it is with uh, pleasure and gratitude in my heart to welcome our dear brother Joji, who's going to help us bring heaven on earth. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor. Hallelujah. Please be seated. God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you are grateful to God to be at, to, I mean, to have reached the end of, very close, the end of 2021? Hallelujah. He brought us through. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. I mean, some of us have passed through the valleys of the shadow of death, but still we made it to the end. Hallelujah. He kept us. He preserved us. He's a good God. He's such a good God that no matter what you can just offer to Him in praises, it's not enough. It's not enough that we will be spending eternity thanking Him. We'll be seeing facets of of His glory, of His awesomeness. Hallelujah. That words are not enough to thank Him. Hallelujah. So I'm, I'm just glad to be here in church on the last Sunday of 2021. Hallelujah. Like Pastor said, online is good to a certain extent, but be in church. Hallelujah. When you gather together, there is a corporate anointing present. There's a, there's a way in, his, in which His presence is manifested that works in your life, where you can receive things. Online is good, but when you are here, rubbing against each other. Hallelujah. You are partaking of that. The goodness of God in one person's life is rubbed on into, another, into the other person's life. Hallelujah. So it is good to be here. Woo! God is good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful for this church. I mean, like I say, it's, I stand here with fear and trembling. Hallelujah. Because this pulpit has changed my life. The words that have come out of this pulpit has changed my life, transformed my life, brought me to where I am today. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the pastors he appointed over my life who oversee you. Hallelujah. 
So it's a privilege to have somebody to be accountable to. Hallelujah. And they are, they are, I mean, like Jesus said in the book of Revelation chapter 3, He said, whom I love, I correct. Hallelujah. So the correction that you receive from this pulpit is because that is love being manifested towards you. Hallelujah. That's nothing else. Every word, every correction that you receive is love being manifested. There's nothing else. There is no secret agenda. There is no personal plans here. It is just the love of God. Hallelujah. And I've experienced that love. I've, ex- I've received it. And it has blessed me. It has blessed my family. And I, I can, I'm, I'm grateful to God for that. Hallelujah. Woo! Ha ha ha. Hallelujah. 2021 is almost over. Hallelujah. And I'm glad. Because we are just one year closer to His return. Hallelujah. He can come anytime now. Hallelujah. Anytime. So I'm just excited just to read about the scriptures that talk about His coming. And as you may have observed, we've been talking about it. I mean, every other meeting, Wednesday Bible studies, Sundays, I mean, we are just talking about His coming. Why? Because you can sense it. It is there. The... the the GPS receiver is just beeping. You are, you're just closer to it. You're closer to the source of all life. He's coming. Hallelujah. So just keep your tuners. All right. How do you put that? Keep your sensors, your tuners all tuned in. Because we are talking about his return. He's coming. Like Pastor Anup said, a few breaths later. Just a few more breaths. Hallelujah. He's I mean, you can literally just sense it. You just close your eyes and just say, Father. Ha, ha, ha. Immediately you, you can just sense it. Ding, 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 ding. It just starts beeping. You just, just call upon Him. Father, thank you Lord. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. You'll sense it. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. You may not know the exact date and time, but then He's coming soon. We are just one day closer to his return. One year closer to his return. If you read the Bible, the apostles, the first church, they lived every single day expecting him to come. They're looking. Man, he's coming. He's coming. And we are in the last days. And these last days started on the day of Pentecost. When Peter stood up and said, these are the last days. This is that which which was spoken by the prophets. In the last days, he will pour out his spirit. And we are in these, in the last of the last days. Woo! So I'm excited to be chosen of God to be present here. Hallelujah. He chose each one of us to be here on the earth to close the whole thing up. To wrap the whole thing. See, that's a privilege. I mean, it's a privilege to be there, to be part of the group that, that began the whole thing. But then there's another privilege to be part of the group that wraps up the whole thing. Hallelujah. And we are that gang that God has chosen to be on the earth to wrap up the show. The age of the church, the church age is coming to a close. Hallelujah. And we have been chosen and appointed by God and placed in strategic locations and positions to affect this generation and then close up the whole thing. Because He's coming soon. Woo! Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew 24. I just can't get my eyes off Matthew 24 because there's a lot in here 
Matthew 24, 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy. I mean, these scriptures, I'm just, I've been going through it because the censors are beeping. Hallelujah. Matthew 24, verse 3. Here, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He said, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of your coming and the end of the world? Can we hear that in Kannada, Sister Kripa? Atanu inne maragala gurdada mele kutukondaga shishiru pratheka vagi atana badige bandu ivu yavaga aguvavu mattu ninna baronakku lokavu antyavaguvadakku suchane enu namage helu endu kelidaru You see the word sign actually is talking about uh, a mark of guarantee the authenticate the authentic mark of authentication like you see the QC passed sign that you get on when you buy a product you will see QC passed that's a mark of authentication. They said, and said, what is the sign of your coming? Or rather, let me read that again. Sign of your coming and the end of the world. The word end means the wrapping up. The closing of this age, this present age. So they are, they are asking him privately. Jesus, tell us, what is the mark, the guarantee, seal of your coming and the wrapping up of this age. Hallelujah. And as you come down in verse 4, Jesus answered by saying, Take heed that no man deceive you. Wow. You think, what's the relationship between these two? They asked him, What is the sign of your coming? And he replied saying, Take heed. That means, be careful. Watch out. Be on the alert. That means stay awake. Like you, like you would wake somebody up. In the morning, I wake up my kids. Hey, wake up, wake up. That means constantly stay awake. Stay awake and be careful that no man will deceive you. The word deceive means to take you off the path. You're going, this is the way you're supposed to go, but you'll be taken off the path. Hallelujah. So that's a warning that he's giving you. The first thing he gives you is a warning. And then he says in verse 7, For nations, or rather verse 6 he says, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And then he said, For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. How many heard the news that two days back there, was an, there were two earthquakes in Bangalore? Two of them. In Bangalore, within the outskirts of Bangalore. One at 7 a.m. and other at 7.14. 3.5 and 2.9 on the richer scale. It's very close. When it's closer to whom you feel it. Like, Wow. It's closer. What he said. And literally if you go through the websites which talk about the earthquakes that are happening, every day there are earthquakes happening somewhere or the other. But these are just the outward thing. This is, he said, this is just the beginning of sorrows. Beginning of sorrows. Can we, can we hear this in Canada? Seven and eight. 
ಯಾಕಂದರೆ ಜನಾಂಗಕ್ಕೆ ವಿರೋಧವಾಗಿ ಜನಾಂಗವು ರಾಜ್ಯಕ್ಕೆ ವಿರೋಧವಾಗಿ ರಾಜ್ಯವು ಏಳುವವು ಅಲ್ಲಲ್ಲಿ ಬರಗಳು ಕೋರವ್ಯಾಧಿಗಳು ಮತ್ತು ಭೂಕಂಪಗಳು ಆಗುವವು ಇವೆಲ್ಲವುಗಳು ಸಂಕಟಗಳ ಆರಂಭವು beginning of the birth pangs a woman when she is about to deliver the baby the contractions start and as the time passes the in, the time interval between those contractions start reducing first it is one every 5 minutes and then as you continue it increases like two or three in a minute by that you know hey the baby is coming out it's almost there the head is out woo the baby i get to see the baby's face the pain is there but then the moment that baby comes out the woman forgets all the pain all right so jesus said these are just birth pangs and what happens to birth pangs they intensify as the time goes by the intensity increases and paul explained this with revelation from the holy spirit in second timothy chapter 3 verse 1 he said second timothy 3 verse 1 he said this know also in the last days perilous times shall come so he had it he had a revelation of these things by the holy spirit when jesus talked about it the holy spirit was not yet given so he couldn't explain much but now with the inspiration of the holy ghost paul is saying in the last days perilous times shall come and in verse 12 the same chapter he said Yes and all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived Look at that this is the sign of the end times the last days what did Jesus say take heed that no man deceive you Now look at this what is what is Paul saying evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived that means the intensity is increasing worse and worse so when you look out there you see that what's happening around things are going from bad to worse well it's a fulfillment of what is written it's a fulfillment of what paul wrote more than 2000 years ago it's getting going from bad to worse worse and worse deceiving and being deceived Hallelujah. That word seducers there actually it means imposters. What do you mean by an imposter? That means you substitute something else for the 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 real thing. It's not the real thing. So what is happening is what Paul is saying is they are substituting the truth. They are putting certain substitutions there instead of the truth. and that is taking you off course bringing you into deception taking you off target you're supposed to go we have pilots here i mean you know that a 1 degree change in in your direction can take you somewhere else it can take you off target so here what he's saying is evil men and imposters who will swap the word the truth of god's word for something else something else that is feel good something else that is approved by your flesh 
Hallelujah. Can we read this in Kannada? Verse 12 and 13. How do Krista Yesu vinalli bhakti ullavaragi jeevisu vadakke manasu maduvavar ellaru himsegulagagu varu. Adare dushtaru vanchakaru mosa madutta tave mosa hogutta hechada kittatanakke hogu varu. Let's read verse 13 in message translation. We have the message translations. It says, Unscrupulous con men will continue to exploit the faith. They are as deceived as the people they lead astray. As long as they are out there, things can only get worse. Look at that. It says they will continue to exploit the faith. The faith. It is referring to sound doctrine. The truth of God's word. What will they do? They will exploit the faith. They will make things, they will distort the truth, make it sound so attractive to the flesh that you think, oh, all right, this is good. This is good. But actually, it's far away from the truth. It is so deceptive that by, just by looking at it one glance, oh, this is the truth. This is what the word says. But when you look at it closely, it's got nothing to do with the truth. Hallelujah said they will exploit the faith and they are as deceived as the people that they are leading astray. That means these people who are taking you off course, they actually believe these things. They believe this is good. This is good for humanity. We believe in humanity. We believe in the equality of the sexes. I mean, there is basically no difference. You can choose what you want. Oh, that everybody has a choice. See, for some people it sounds so good. They think, oh, you should be liberal. Liberal. Liberalization is the norm. That means you are set free from the bounds of the type of body that God created you with. You can choose what you want. They think this is the truth. Meanwhile, God says, the, the word says, He created Adam and Eve. There is no in-betweens. Hallelujah. He created Adam and Eve. That's the, that's the absolute truth. In the spirit we are the same. We are the, the real person is the spirit. There is no male or female in the spirit. But on the earth, He created us male and female. And He created family. And the, the role or the authority levels in the family. So children will understand the relationship between Christ and the church. Hallelujah. He, he ordained family. Why? So, it is for, so the next generation will see and understand the relationship between Christ and the church. Hallelujah. There's a reason and that is the truth. Meanwhile, I was just reading a report saying in Australia, more than 50% or rather 60% of the population don't believe that the Bible is true. They don't believe that the Bible is true. They are rather saying, oh, it's a, it's a fairy tale. They did a survey and some Christian organization did a survey and they found out that most of the people don't believe that Jesus was an actual person. And they're saying that is now conflicting with science and the facts in science which prove that Jesus was an actual person who was there on the earth. They said historians are getting in trouble because now the population don't believe that Jesus was a real person. 
But historians believe he was an actual person. Think about it now. Deception. Deception. They are being deceived. They themselves are deceived and they are deceiving others. Hallelujah. What is being distorted? The faith. Sound doctrine. And Jesus knew about this. That's why in Luke 18 verse 8 he said, When the Son of Man comes, will he find the faith on the earth? He knew these things. When he comes, let's look at Luke 18 verse 8. Actually, the word faith is the faith. If you look in the original translation, it is the faith. That means the sound doctrine of God's word. Sound teaching of God's word. He's saying, will he find? Jesus was like, when I come, will he find the faith, the true sound teaching on the earth? Jesus questioned it. Hallelujah. And Paul also wrote about this in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. 1 Timothy 4 verse 1 said, Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Let's hear that in Kannada, please. Hallelujah. Says the Spirit speaks expressly. Expressly means unmistakably. This is the truth. Undeniable truth. The Spirit is speaking. The Holy Spirit is speaking. He said in the latter times or in the times that we are in, some shall depart from the faith, the sound doctrine of God's word. And how? Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Hallelujah. The word seducing again means deceiving, to take you off target. They are submitting themselves to the influence of these evil spirits who take them off target. Make them think, oh, this is, this is good. What you believe is the truth. Meanwhile, it is contrary to the truth. And you see that around you. Hallelujah. Just look around. Certain schools, you, it, you should think twice before applying for application for your children. Find out who are the teachers there. What the teachers believe in. Because that's the kind of age that we are living in right now. Hallelujah says, in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. The sound doctrine of God's word. Meanwhile, what does the sound doctrine of God's word bring to you? What happens when you hear and hear the word of God? Faith comes. The faith of the Son of God, which is in you, it is brought out, how? By hearing and hearing the word of God. Why? Because Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. So now think about the situation on the earth right now. How many of you are actually pleasing Him? I mean, talk the general condition. 
What happens when people are taken? I'm talking about believers. He's writing to believers here. What happens when believers are deceived and taken off target from the truth of God's word? Is their life pleasing to Him? Is their life pleasing to Him? Romans 14 says, Whatever is not of faith is sin. Unless you submit to the sound teaching of God's word, your faith is not working. Your faith is not working. Let's look at Hebrews 11.1. We see the definition of faith. Hebrews 11.1 Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It says now faith is the substance. The word substance means to stand by without moving. It is to stand your ground, unmovable, unshakable, to the things that you are hoping for. Hope, that means confident expectation of good things. Hope, Christian hope, is a target, is a destination that you have in mind. That is built from the word of God. Hope here refers to the final destination. Unless you have the right destination entered in Google Maps, you are not reaching there. Yes or no? The right destination is important. Unless that right link is given to you, unless you click on the right spot, you are not reaching the destination. So hope here is the destination. That's where you want to reach. That's what you aim to possess. Hallelujah. So, faith is the substance of things hoped for. I was reading another survey that said most Christians are happy believing for healing and and money. They are happy when they receive their healing and they are happy when they get the money at the end of the month. Or when they buy their house, their property, they have their two cars. They are happy. Like, hey, I'm satisfied. My life is cool. That is what they limit their hopes to. Talking about believers. We've been uh, looking at a certain scripture, especially if you've been attending Bible study, 1 Corinthians verse chapter 15. Or let's hear Hebrews 11, 1 in Canada. First Corinthians 15 verse 19. It says, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Look at that. If in this life only, I like the way the message translation puts it. It says, if all we get out of Christ is a little inspiration for a few short years, we are a pretty sorry lot. What is your hope? What are you hoping for? Is it just limited to what you can acquire as a believer while you are alive on the earth? Is that all you are hoping for? Is that your final destination? Is that what you think about and you are satisfied with? It's a good question. Now, I was shocked when I read that survey. It says, most people, most Christians, 
90% of the Christians are happy when their business is doing good, when, they, when their, their, their health is fine, they have money in the bank. Finished. They see their house, they're satisfied. Because that's the end of their hope. They are not satisfied with anything beyond that. I mean, they don't desire anything beyond that. And Bible calls it deception. For believers. And here it says, King James says, you are of most men, most, of, of all men, most miserable. Miserable. That means pitiful. Pitiful. This is talking about believers. He is writing to believers. He said, if your hope is just set to the things that you have on the earth, I got my house. I got my money. My, I, I have my muscles. I'm, I'm done. If that is all that you have, you're thinking or you're hoping for, Bible says you are, of all men, it's talking to a believer, most miserable. Most miserable. Pitiful. This is not condemnation for any of us. Hallelujah. This is good. Because this is the season that we are in right now. This year is coming to an end. Like Pastor said, this could probably be the last Christmas we may have together. So we may have just a few days left. We need our reward. Hallelujah. Because our destination is heaven. That's the real place. That's where we are going to. And when you, when you go there, as you learned in eternal judgment, you're going to stand there. You're going to stand there before the Bema seat of Christ. Woo! That's where the awards are being given. You stand there with, with gold, silver, precious stones, or are you going to stand there with an air of smoke around you? Hallelujah. Think about it. So here he says, most miserable. And this word miserable is used only two times in the Bible. Two places. This is one. And the second place is in the book of Revelation chapter 3. Let's read verse uh, 17. Revelation 3, 17. Here Jesus is speaking to the church in Laodicea. He said, because you say I'm rich... I'm increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that you are wretched and miserable, poor, blind and naked. He's writing to the church. Believers. He said, you think I'm rich. I got everything. I'm increased in goods. I got property here. I got property there. I have the latest uh, latest Range Rover, I have the latest GLE or GL, whatever. I have all those things. Look at my garage. Do you see the bling? Jesus looks at it and says, You have, you knowest not that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Man, that is such a strong statement coming from Jesus. And he's writing it to the church. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 1, 2, and 3 is written for us now. Hallelujah. It is written to the churches, the seven churches in Asia. Seven of them. Church in Ephesus, then uh, Smyrna, uh, forgot. 
yeah, Pergamum, Thyatira, they have Philadelphia, then you have Laodicea. He said, let's continue, let's read it from uh, verse 14. We'll read this, let's read from verse 14. It says, and unto the angel of the church at Laodiceans, right, these things says, the Amen the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Wow, look at that title. He said, these things says the Amen. The finality, the so be it. That means what he says, it's done. Hallelujah. The Amen. He is the Amen. said, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Hallelujah. When he says something, it has already happened. Light be and light was. Hallelujah. That's the amen. He said, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I would, you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Look at that. This is Jesus saying. Can we hear this in Kannada? Lavodikiya dalliruva sabaya dhutanige bare Amen embatanu matthu nambigastanu satya sakshiyu devara srushtiya adiyu agiru vatanu heluvavu galu yava vendare Neenu tannagu bechagu alladiruva ninna kriyagalannu nanu ballenu Neenu tannagagali bechagagali irabekembadu nanna ishtavagittu these are quite strong statements by Jesus. I mean, I know the book of Revelation is quite strong. I mean, you may not understand most of Revelation when you read it for the first time, but at least the first three chapters because it is written to the church. The rest, it... It's got so many things. You may not be an expert. I'm not an expert. But the first three chapters is written to the churches. And the book of Revelation is the only book that has the audacity to say, whoever reads this is blessed. So even though I don't understand the whole thing, I read, I read it because I know I'm blessed. And it affects me. The first three chapters is written to us. And Jesus is saying, I would that you are either cold or hot. But you are lukewarm. So I will spit you out of my mouth. If you look at it logically, you think, cold, I'm sorry, hot is better. Lukewarm is better than being cold. Isn't that logic? I'd rather be hot or lukewarm. That means I'm still okay. I'm not cold. But here Jesus is saying, I would rather you be hot or cold and not lukewarm. Some people say it's, Jesus is saying you should be hot for him. He'd rather be hot for him or complete unbeliever by being cold. But if you look at the Bible, that is not what it means. If you look at the actual context, Jesus is not saying I would rather you be cold or a complete stone cold, cold unbeliever. No, because we pray this prayer in 1 Timothy chapter 2. He says that I desire that for all men to be saved. That's his desire for all men to be saved. So if he says that in one place and in another place he says, 
I would rather you be an unbeliever. I mean, that's contradicting. So, to understand this, you look at the context there. The city of Laodicea was one of the richest cities in Asia Minor at that time. They, were, they had huge industries of textiles, sheep rearing, and they had the two biggest medical schools at that time. And they were huge. One of the biggest cities, business centers, like we, have, like we, called, like we call Mumbai today. It was a business center. And they had a problem. The city of Laodicea did not have hot and cold water sources. They did not have. But to the north of Laodicea, there was a city called Hierapolis, where there were a lot of uh, hot water springs. Hot water springs which had medicinal properties. A lot of hot water springs. So people would go travel 11 miles from the city of Laodicea to Hierapolis to take bath in hot water springs. Because those waters were considered to have medicinal properties. And then to the southeast of Laodicea, there was a city of Colossae, where the Colossians, they had, the, this city had mountains around it, snow-capped mountains. So in the summertime, the, the snow would melt and cool, refreshing waters would flow into the city. So the people in this city, Laodicea, they would have to go to, the, to Colossae to take bath in cold water during summers. So what happened? Those cold waters were refreshing. They would energize you. And during winters, they would go to Herapolis to take bath in those hot springs. Why? Because they had healing properties. But what happened is, these guys, they thought, all right, instead of going all the way there, why don't we bring that, those waters here to this city? So they had major engineers come in and they built pipes clay pipes, and they transported these waters from Colossae and Hierapolis to the city of Laodicea. And they used clay pipes. That was a major feat of engineering, like building the NHAI all the way throughout India. Major feat of engineering, and they brought these waters from there. But the problem was, those pipes were made of clay. And those clays had sediments inside them, and when these waters pass through these pipes to reach this destination, travel 11 miles, what happened? Those, the water would mix with the sediments in the clay, and as they come, they would lose the heat and the cold. And when they, by the time they reached the city of Laodicea, the water was tasted putrid. I mean, it was yucky. You couldn't drink it, you couldn't swallow it, and it, it lost all its properties. It was lukewarm. It was neither hot. It did not have its uh, healing properties. And it was not cold and refreshing. It was unusable. Are you getting this? So when Jesus said, you are neither hot or cold, I would rather prefer you to be either hot or cold. He is actually saying, I would rather you be hot. And have healing properties or you, co you become cold and be refreshing to others. Both are to build somebody up. Both are to build up the body of Christ. But instead they became lukewarm. 
when, you're, when they were lukewarm, they were useless. They were useless for the body of Christ. He said, I can't swallow you because there is absolutely no use in me swallowing you. You're useless. So he was not actually rejecting them. People say, he will reject you completely. He will reject you. He will kick you out of heaven. No, that's not what that word means. Simply means you are useless for the body of Christ. You are useless for Jesus. Hallelujah. He would prefer you be hot and have healing flowing out of you. Or cold and be refreshing to someone. Rather than be lukewarm. Think about it. And what, what did he say about them? He said, you, you say, I'm rich. And increased in goods, have need of nothing. You do not know that you are wretched. Oh, that's a strong word. Wretched means calloused. That means you've become hardened in your heart. Why? Because of your riches. You thought you are self-sufficient. You, you became filled with pride. Hey, look at me. I got my properties. I got my house. I got my cars. My children are going to the best schools in this, in this city. You thought you got it all by your own capacity. Meanwhile, everything that you have is a, is a gift from him. James says every good and perfect gift comes from the Father in heaven. There is nothing that we can actually boast of. Hallelujah. Just look at yourself. What is it that you can boast of? Even your breath is a gift from Him. Hallelujah. But what happened to these guys? They thought they were the, they were the best. I mean, these are believers. Believers involved in the latest the world could offer at that time. Think about it. They had the wealth. Believers. Wealthy believers, they had the health. They had the best medical facilities available at that time in Asia Minor. Every other city had just one hospital and one medical college, but these, the Laodiceans had two of them. They considered themselves the best. So what happened? Their dependency on God came off. They were deceived. They were taken off target. Hallelujah. They depended on what they, they, they could do by their own abilities. They thought, my money in the bank can get this done. My money is in a, my status, my political status, my business acumen. All these things is enough to acquire and be fruitful in life. But no. Jesus said, you are calloused. You're wretched. And you are miserable to be pitied upon. Think about it. What happened? They lost their hope. Their hope was misdirected. That's why Paul said, if in this life only you have confident expectation in Christ, you are of all men most miserable. Most miserable. This year is coming to an end. Time to be grateful to God for what He's done for us, what He's provided for us this whole year, 
Hallelujah. Look up to him. Set our affections on those things which are above where Christ sits at the right hand of God the Father. Because he is the source. Every good thing that you enjoy today is because of him. Hallelujah. Think about it. There's nothing we can boast that we we got it by our own abilities. Nothing. Jesus talked about the rich man. What did he do? He he had a huge harvest. He said, all right, I'm going to tear down my barns, build more barns, bigger barns, store everything. And what did Jesus say? He said, you fool. You fool. And he's talking about a Jew with a covenant with God. He said, you fool. This day your life will be taken from you. This is not, I'm not saying anything to to condemn anyone. But because this is the season that we are in. We are here to evaluate, we have to evaluate ourselves. I'm just grateful to God. I mean, I don't have anything that I can boast of that I got by my own abilities. Hallelujah. Everything is a gift of God. The mercy of God. I'm grateful to God for the clothes that I have. These were gifted to me. The salary that I get. Oh, glory. I'm grateful for that. I didn't deserve any of those things. Hallelujah. He supplied all my needs throughout this year. Hallelujah. I don't lack anything. I don't owe any man anything. But thank God. Hallelujah. He brought us safe thus far. A few breaths later, we'll be standing before him. So we have to evaluate how it is going to be when we stand before that Bhima Bhima seat of Christ. I'd rather stand there with some gold, silver and precious stones rather than with an air of smoke. Hallelujah. I'd rather stand there and hear Jesus say, Well done, you good and faithful servant. None of us have reached there. We are in the process. That's where we've been receiving the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, now let's look at this. Jesus now gives a solution for that. He didn't just condemn them. He didn't just blast them and leave them there. What did he say? In verse 18, he says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that you may be rich and white raiment that you could be clothed and that the shame of your nakedness does not appear and anoint your eyes with eyesalve that you may see. He's giving instructions. He didn't just blast them and condemn them and just leave them. No, he doesn't condemn anyone. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for anyone who is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So his objective was not to condemn the church in Laodicea. What was he doing? He was trying to help them. He said, I counsel thee. The word counsel means, I'll work with you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to partner with you, to help you. To buy of me gold, tried in the fire, that you may be rich. What did they think? That they were rich. They thought they were rich. I got it. But he saw them differently. And now he is giving them the advice, the, the, the right way. He's telling them the right way for them to be rich, real richness. He said, you, that you may be rich 
with white raiment that you may be you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness does not appear and anoint your eyes with eyesalve that you may see said gold tried with fire what happens to gold when you put in the fire the impurities are burned off it shines more so what he's saying is i'll give you counsel by that all the junk in your life will be burnt off all those unwanted stuff that you allowed yourself to by wrong teaching by being deceived by opening yourselves said all those things will be burnt off hallelujah and your nakedness you didn't know that you were naked you thought hey i'm cool but when he looked at you he saw you lacking in different places naked he said come you'll cover you with white raiment the robe of righteousness woo hallelujah i'm not a fan of white on the earth cuz i i'm a hands on guy so wherever i go i touch the white gets dirty but i tell my wife in heaven white i'll compromise for all the i mean i'll uh, what do you say yeah uh, i'll just yeah sacrifice the white for now but in heaven you'll see me in white Hallelujah. But here he's talking about the robe of righteousness. Robe of righteousness. What happens when your eyes are off the word, condemnation from the world tries to get in. And you may be stuck there without realizing that hey, you're naked. You're poor. But you went behind all those things. You you were forced to deal with certain things. What happens? The world system will make you do certain things. that you may not like but the accuser of the brethren he is there he is waiting all right i'll get him i'll remind him of what he did last summer hallelujah so he is there you know remember that official you bribed what if an inquiry comes remember that thing that you got unrighteously what if an inquiry comes those condemnations those thoughts those thoughts will come you thought you got you got everything but then that guy is there waiting to pray on those who may devour devour seeking whom he may devour but thank god that we can receive good counsel from him hallelujah gold tried with fire hallelujah righteousness hallelujah and he says and anoint your eyes with eye salve and he was talking to them in with things that they understood because at that time the loud the, the the laudicians produced the best eye ointment that the world in the world for any eye infection or any eye pain or eye soreness they they made the best eye ointment at that time they were famous for this but jesus is telling them take the right stuff from me so your spiritual eyes will open you will see your true spiritual condition you will be able to see clearly hallelujah you will see the truth you will know the truth and what does the truth do set you free hallelujah hallelujah so he wants us to be hot he wants us to be cold and refreshing to build people up hallelujah let's look at this first timothy chapter 2 Uh, sorry uh i'm sorry i just went far ahead 
Glory. Yeah, verse 20, sorry. Same chapter, Revelation 3. Verse verse 19, he said, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. So he's giving them an opportunity to renew their mind, to repent, to change the way they think. They were consumed with pride about themselves. So he's telling them, I love you. That's why I'm telling you these things. So it's time to change the way you think. Hallelujah. And then in verse 20 he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. So he's talking to believers. I know many evangelists use this to preach the gospel, but here he's actually talking to believers. He's talking to the the church in Laodicea. He's telling them, hey, by your pride, by your arrogance, you have shut me out. Imagine Jesus, his own church, he's kicked out. He's standing out. And the doors are closed. That's why he had to knock. The word knock doesn't mean No, it actually means pounding. Hello? Saying, yo, what's up? I'm out. Said, I will come in and sup with you. He's knocking on the doors. He's still knocking on the doors of churches today. Because most of the churches, he's not there. They have their services. They have their deals. But at the end of the day, Jesus is still standing out. He's still standing out. They have their own agendas. They have their own program scheduled. But his presence is not there. He said, if anyone open, I will enter and will sup with him. The word sup means to, I mean to, what do you say? To fellowship. To fill with his presence. Hallelujah. His presence is what matters. Most churches, you don't see his presence there. They had their own programs. They had the service, but he was still standing out. And this is true for these seasons that we are in. Many churches are now accepting all these new age liberal teachings. They are there. You find all kinds of junk out there in churches. And those churches, there are believers there. But they are deceived to such an extent that they are not able to see the truth. And they think of those junk as the truth. There's, like pastor said, there is no discipleship happening there. If you yourself are deceived, how can you disciple someone? You, are, you have decided to be a disciple of error, of deception. They, there are people who spend hours bringing out all kind of junk. They come out with theories. They spend hours bringing out those theories and they tabulate them and make presentations and bring it out. What are they doing? They're equipping the church to be deceived. Taking them off target. But Jesus is there. Hey, hello, I'm here. I'm here. I want to be there with you guys. In Revelation 1, when you see John, 
having the, the, the vision. He saw one like the Son of Man. But where was he? It says he was in the middle. I think it's Revelation 1 verse 19. Let's see that. Oops. Revelation 1. Oops. All right. Verse, uh, verse 13. All right. Verse 12. And I turned to see the voice of voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Can we read this in the Amplified? I turned to see who was, and the voice that was speaking to me, and turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. These seven golden lampstands refer to the church. And the lampstands that they had at that time were kind of like the diyas that you see, clay diyas that you see for Diwali that they bring. It's got a, a, a center location, a, a depression where you pour the oil and then a mouth that comes out with a wick in it. And you, the wick is immersed in the oil. One, si- one side of the wick is immersed in the oil and the other side you light the fire. So here he's, he's referring to the church as lampstands. Lampstands. And what does the lampstand contain? Oil. And they have a mouth. And what do you have in the mouth? The wick. That is kind of, it's also called the tongue. The tongue connected to the oil brings out light. And he's comparing the church to a lampstand. And it says, as you continue, it says, verse, um, verse 13, it says, in the midst of the seven, let's read that and amplify it. In the midst of the seven candlesticks, King James has written candlesticks, but it's actually lampstand. It says, in the midst of the lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a robe which reached to his feet and with a girdle of gold about his breast. Look at that. I want you to observe one thing. Where was the Son of Man? In the midst of the churches. In the midst of the churches. Hallelujah. He did not reject them in the midst of the churches. That's why as you continue reading in Revelation 3 and Revelation 2, he is giving them a chance to repent. He is giving them advice. He, he appreciated the good things in them, but then he also corrected them. And he gave them a chance to repent. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. Hallelujah. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. So he's still speaking to the church, saying, check out, these are the last days. We're about to close this whole season. And you'll be standing before his throne. Awards, rewards, hallelujah. You must believe he is a rewarder. Hallelujah. Expect your rewards or you will be cheated of your rewards. Bible says, be careful, lest any man deceive you of your rewards. I'm very reward-minded. Hallelujah. 
Every believer is supposed to be reward-minded because that is a reality. You will stand before His throne and awaiting rewards. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 1. Hallelujah. Verse 3 says, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, hallelujah, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Hallelujah. Let's uh, read that in the message. I like this says, uh, what a God we have. First Peter 1, verse 3. says, what a God we have. How fortunate we are to have him because the father of our master Jesus, this father of our master Jesus, because Jesus was raised from the dead, we have been given a brand new life and have everything to live for. Verse 4 including a future in heaven, and the future starts now. Hallelujah. I like that. That future in heaven starts now when you're on the earth. Hallelujah. Everything that you do right now affects that future in heaven. Hallelujah. That's why he said you are already, you're raised up with Christ, seated with him at the right hand of God the Father. Right now. Hallelujah. Future in heaven, which starts now. Hallelujah. I love this. The next verse says, God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. The day is coming when you will have it all. Life healed and whole. Hallelujah. The next verse. I know how great this makes you feel, even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime. That's why you're on the earth. In the meantime, like just for this short while, aggravations are there. All those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But that is just in the meantime. Hallelujah. Just a short period. But the reality is there in heaven. We'll be standing there, enjoying the mansions, the rewards will be given and for, for a thousand years we are going to rule and reign with him on the earth. Hallelujah. See, that is reality. That is more real than anything else. Hallelujah. Where your bodies will be changed. You will be in glorified bodies. You will be here this moment. You will be in New York the next moment. Hallelujah. You will be given authority over cities where you rule and reign with Jesus. But that depends on right now. The choices we make right now. King James says, He has begotten us to a living hope. Lively hope. Hope that is alive. Hallelujah. Let's look at... Can we read this in Canada, please? First Peter 1. 
They are concerned about the next house payment. They are concerned about the, the business profit that they get. It's important. We are not putting any of those things down. Sickness is a violation of God's property. It is trespassing God's property. Our body has been purchased with a price. This body belongs to Jesus. Sickness entering in is a trespass of, of God's property. Poverty. Is, is a trespass of God's pro- property. Hallelujah. So we are not supposed to accept any of those things, but there's still something greater than those things. Hallelujah. Something greater than the amount of money in the bank. It is important. He is the one who gives us the power to get wealth. He became poor that we through his poverty are made rich. He supplies all our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Those things are there. But our focus should not be on those things. Concerned about how I can please my boss so I can get my salary high. Concerned about how I can get my promotion. Sometimes those things can affect you. I've seen people tormented by these things. I worked in the IT industry. I saw guys, the whole year, their focus is, I need that promotion. I need that salary high. At the end of that, this the, this season, I need that salary hike. Their whole focus is on that. And they are willing to do anything for that. Sacrifice their personal life, sacrifice time with the children, sacrifice time with their, their spouses. They just, they're focused on those things. Said, only if I get the money I can enjoy. But your children grow up only once. They grow up only once. After some time, they won't need you. They have their own agendas, which they received from you. They saw your life, your priorities, and they developed their own ideas. Hallelujah. He said, take no thought about these things. Verse 31, take no thought saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these things will be 
added to you. Hallelujah. Those things are not priority. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. And his way of doing things. And those things that the world is running behind, it will be added to you. You set the priority. You put God first. Church comes first. Not my job. Church comes first. Sunday I'm there. In church. Hallelujah. It's possible. It's possible. Hallelujah. If it was not possible, he wouldn't be writing these things. God first. Then your family. Then your work. That's a divine order. Not job first. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you see these things happen in your own family, you get really bugged. Hallelujah. God comes first. Then your children, your family, your your spouse, your children. Hallelujah. After some time, the children will leave you. Just a few short years. Hallelujah. They'll be out. My daughter is already 14. I don't know how many years I'll have with her living with me. But then, they have to fulfill the call of God upon their lives. They'll be out. But then, while the time that they are with us, you get to affect their lives. You get to deposit the word of God. The seed of God's word in their life. The examples that you get. Hallelujah. That's why he said, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And Colossians 1.15 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. We are already in the kingdom. So our priority should be kingdom first. And everything that we do, every action that we take, every decisions that we make should be based on kingdom agenda. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's read. Uh, all right. Uh, Matthew 6, verse 31 to 33. Sorry. Adakarana, Navu enu utamada beku, Illawe enu kudia beku, Illawe yavadanu darisikula beku, Indu hiruta chinte mada bediri. Hallelujah. Yakandare, Ivella Ugarigagi, and Yajanaru Tavaka Padutare, Kanu Mitukisuva Muka, Adare, Ivella Ugaru Nimage, Agatevagiwe, Indu Paraloka, the Nimma Tandege Tiridade. Adare Modalu Nivu, Devara Rajavanu, Athana Niti and Nu Hudukiri, Ivugada Kuda, Avella Ugaru Kudisal Paduvavu. Hallelujah. Let's read Colossians 1, verse 13 also. Atanu, Devaru, Namanu Andakara the Shakti in the Bidisitana Priyakumarana Raja Golage Serisidanu. All right. Kolosh, okay. Romans chapter 14, verse 17, 18, and 19. We'll read from the message translation. I like this. Seventeen. It says. God's kingdom isn't a matter of what you put in your stomach, for goodness sake. It's what God does with your life as He sets it right, puts it together, completes it with joy. 18. 
Your task is to single-mindedly serve Christ. Hallelujah. Do that and you will kill two birds with one stone. Pleasing the God above you and proving your worth to the people around you. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? Verse 19 also. So let's agree to use all our energy in getting along with each other, helping others and encouraging with encouraging words. Hallelujah. That is kingdom. This is what God's kingdom is about. This is the will of God. Look at verse 17 again. Verse 18 again. Your task, not go behind the money, not go behind uh, everything the world has to offer. It says, to single-mindedly serve Christ. It says, do that. Do that. And you get, like he said, two birds with one stone. You please God above and you prove your worth that God has put on your life to the people around you. Hallelujah. Not when we follow what the world sets. They want us to be conformed to their image. They decide the image and they want us to follow that pattern. Like Pastor said, it's uh, the, new, the new internet age is coming, the metaverse. Meta means beyond. Beyond reality that is normal to you. This universe is beyond the, the real things that you see. That's what they intend to. But we know what is real. The kingdom is real. Kingdom agenda is real. The world has its own agenda. The devil knows his time is short. So he is trying to bring in this verse and that verse. But we have the real verse from the word of God. Hallelujah. The real universe. The real heaven. We'll be standing there one of these days. A few breaths later. Hallelujah. That, those words from Anupcha has affected me. few breaths later. You'll be standing there. That is more real. Hallelujah. So, seek His presence. He's, he's waiting for the church to receive Him. Hallelujah. That's why we are a presence-minded church. We encourage you. Be here. Before the service starts, enjoy His presence. Our service is more focused on His presence. Praise and worship is not just one song after the other, no. But we continue on certain songs. When we sense the presence of His Spirit upon that song, when we sense the power of God, we just continue there. We seek His presence. We seek His righteousness. Hallelujah. Come here on time. Enjoy His presence. Online is... A thin line, but Bible says the lines have fallen for us in pleasant places. And church is a pleasant place to be in. This was his idea. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I believe you received something. Thank you so much. Let's just thank God for a moment. Just thank Him for this year. Let's just thank Him. Hallelujah. Seek His presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You've been so good to us. You've been so good to us. You've been so good to us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. You brought us to the last Sunday of this year, Lord. We thank you so much that we never missed a Sunday. We were here, Lord. Thank you so much. It's a privilege and honor to be in the house of the Lord. 
Hallelujah. We praise you. We worship you. Lord, you kept us. You preserved us. You kept our household. You kept our families. Hallelujah. You provided for us. You increased us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We have increased more from the beginning of the year. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We praise you. We worship you. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Is there anyone here who's been having joint pains, especially when, the, when you wake up in the morning? You get up in the morning, you have pain in the joints. All right, let's just pray for you, sister. Thank you, Father. Father, we praise you, we worship you, we thank you, Lord. You're good, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. Thank you, Father. Heal from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. We rebuke pain, we rebuke those things. Her body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in her, giving life to her body, life to the bones, life to the joints. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Life. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oops. Thank you so much. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many of you had a, a good time? Amen. This last Sunday of the year. Praise God. God used His Son to speak and minister. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Stay in an attitude of worship and, and thank Him and praise Him. You know, God has sent His Word and healed us. And delivered us from every destruction. Hallelujah. Let's get that word up on the screen. And um, praise God. Brother Anandraj has been busy uh, dealing with, you know, helping family folk. Staying awake and uh, ministering. You know, those of us who have family people that are depending on us. Praise God. God will give you strength. Hallelujah. To take care of them also. Amen. Especially the older ones and, you know, all of that is not easy. Hallelujah. Hmm. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Let's go to the 107th Psalm. Psalm 107. Notice there, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Praise God. What an amazing scripture. The word for destruction is pit or grave. Hallelujah. God has delivered us from the grave, from the pit. He sent his word and healed us and delivered us from every pit. Amen. Let's hear that from Sister Kripa, the good girl. Amen. So whether it is you know, just before you go to sleep or in the middle of the night or early morning, just open up your mouth. When that symptom comes, just open up your mouth and say, God, in his mind, he dealt with this thing 2,000 years ago. He sent his son, his word, 2,000 years ago. This thing is over. Hallelujah. And all that matters is, in the mind of God, I'm already healed, so I'm healed. If it is okay for God, then it's okay for me. He sent his word and healed me, so I'm healed. Hallelujah. Just get used to that. 
Praise God. In the mind of God, you were already healed. He sent his word 2,000 years ago to Mary. Mary received that word and a child came out and the word became flesh and he sent healing, deliverance through that word. Hallelujah. You're already delivered. You're already healed 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. Notice the word pit. You are delivered from the grave. You don't have to die like that, like a fly. Just go off. Somebody swat you out. You don't have to. Praise God. You're not going to that pit like that. Praise God. You will live. You will satisfy your soul, satisfy God's plan, and then go home. Hallelujah. He has already done it. Amen. Thoughts will come to you. You know, how's your heart now? How's your breath now? In my family, they have this. That means it will happen to me. All those thoughts come to all of us. Praise God. But you must answer it. He sent his word and healed me. In the mind of God, I was healed. In the mind of God, it already happened 2,000 years ago. And if God is okay with it, then I'm okay with it. If God says I'm healed, then I'm healed. Praise God. That confidence makes you stand. We're not against hospitals. We're not against doctors. We, we, we thank God for born-again doctors. We thank God for medical practice. Amen. But I'm not going to hospital. Amen. I have enough word to stand. If God said I'm healed, I don't need a doctor to tell me anything else. Amen. You can go. You can check. But for me, I'm healed. If God is okay that I'm healed, I'm healed. Amen. If God says you're healed, you're healed. Now you tell your body to be healed. You tell your joints to be healed. You tell your blood to be healed. You talk to each part, separate, separate. You tell them, you come in line. Hallelujah. That kind of work is there. All of us must do that. Jesus already settled it. Now we have to enforce it. You could say you are an enforcer. Amen. You are the one who says, hey, get ready, go. Amen. Body, stand up. No excuse for you. Come on, come on, come on. Like that. He says, but I don't want to. Come on. Stand up and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So every day is enough. You don't need to think about next week. Just think about today. Today, I'm all right. I bless God. I stand up. I praise him. I thank him. Next week, that's not my problem. Hallelujah. Like that, the years are going. And you're not going to that pit. Say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, just having six-pack and having the right 45-inch chest is not the point. Hallelujah. You can be looking fit, you know, but you are sick. Amen. Hallelujah. You may not look fit, but you are healed and healthy. Say amen. So you see a guy with extra here and there everywhere, but he doesn't go to hospital. He's happily going about doing good. Say amen. Are you out there? So it's, it's, you know, just don't be moved by what you see. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Thank God we can have both. You can look good and you can also don't go, don't go to the hospital. Don't go to the, you know, pit. Don't either. Say amen. <laughs> we make fun of it, but it comes out of our mouth now and then. Don't. Don't. Amen. Only those who are subtly listening will understand what we are talking about. Amen. 
Hallelujah. But he sent his word. Notice the emphasis on he. It's not we. He. He sent his word and healed us and delivered us from our destruction. So did he take care of it? Yes. Let's read one more verse. We're getting ready to prepare our hearts. Praise the Lord Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Always he must be glorified. Deuteronomy chapter 8, look at verse 18. But you shall remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. Notice, remember the Lord, it is he that gives you power to get wealth, to establish the gospel covenant, the blood covenant, wherever you go. Hallelujah. Amen. He. Notice it's him. Any person who's ready to give him all the glory, he can use that person. It's not me. It is he. It is he. Say amen. It is he that sent his word and healed us. It is he that gives us power to get the wealth. To establish the gospel, new covenant, blood, testimony out there. Hallelujah. Praise God. One more verse. And then we will prepare our hearts. Philippians. Oh, I thank God for Jesus. (laughs) If there were no Jesus, man, it would have been a different story. Amen. We would have grabbed, we would have killed, we would have done anything to be on top. Right? I'm telling you, we would have done it. Hallelujah. The world would have had a new villain. But because of Jesus, we resigned. Let him be God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. What can you not do to make it to the top? We would have done it. Amen. I would have done it. But when I found out Jesus is real, I said, forget it then. Amen. Philippians, the fourth chapter. Look at this. Sorry, brother. We'll read all of this in Canada. Don't worry. Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply. It's not us. It is him. My God shall supply. This is a verse that covers everything. Amen. Notice, my God shall supply all your needs. According to his riches. Not your pocket, not your power, not your ability. His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's hear in Canada, Deuteronomy 8.18. Thank you, Sister Kripa. She's, she's Notice that. Amen. Those are the words. Hallelujah. Praise God. Stabisu. You know, all these realities which are documented has to happen. Praise God. Then let's hear 107 Psalm also, verse 20 in Canada. Notice that. It's already Mardi. It has been done. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. It is done. How many of you know that it is done? We are here to prove that it is done. 
Hallelujah. It is finished. It is over. Praise God. Let's go also to Philippians 4.19 and let's hear that also in Kannada. Nanna Devaru Krista Yesuvina Mulaka Tanna Prabhavada Aishwaryakke Takka Hage Nimma Prati Yundu Korate Yannu Nigisuvanu. Praise God. That covers everything. Hallelujah. Allah. It's all over. Praise God. Settled. He has guaranteed by his word, I will take care of every need. More than enough. Hallelujah. How many of you are believing right now that he is able? Amen. You know, he brought us up to today. <laughs> That's so cool. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Like Brother Joji said, we don't owe anybody, isn't it? Amen. You're not running from creditors up and down. Hallelujah. You're not trying to find out when you can escape from the house. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> God is faithful. Say amen. And you are healed and you're whole. Praise God. You don't really need to go up and down taking this scan and that test all the time. There are people that, you know, when the ad comes on their phone that there is a free body check, they go there. It's not free. They're going to take your life. The minute you go there and do the check, they will find something where they can hook on to you. I don't go there. Maybe it's a bad thing. I've not gone for any checkup. I'm 56 years old. No checkup for me. The only checkup is checkup from the neck up. From here, how is the tala? How is the thinking? That's enough. That's the checkup from the neck up. But you can go and check up whatever you want. Thank God you have the freedom. I have the freedom. For me, I have chosen the only checkup is from the neck up. If my mind is okay, I'm okay. Because prosperity is in your soul, in your thinking. Healing is in your thinking. If you're thinking healed, you're healed. If you're thinking blessed, you're blessed. If you're thinking prosperous, you're prosperous. If you're thinking poor, if you're thinking sick, if you're thinking cursed, you're cursed. And there will be a fight. Every day voices will come. Look at you. Who do you think you are? They died like this. You will also die like that. Shut up. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. In the mind of God, I was healed. In the mind of God, that's all that matters. If God cannot lie, I'm free. Amen? So don't go to the grave, except if you have to bury somebody. But, you know, we're not going to go fall in that pit. Any pit of destruction is not for you. Say amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are going home with Jesus, that's all. And if you die before the time, amen, guess what? You're already on the streets of gold. You're enjoying your Savior. If they beg you, you won't come here. I told you before, three people that I have heard from their mouth about raising the dead, I asked them, what happened when these people came back? What did they do? They said that this girl, she was young. She did not say a word for three days. Then finally she opened her mouth and said, Why did you bring me back? I was with Jesus. I was seeing heaven. I was enjoying myself. Why did you bring me back? Praise God. She fell from a wall and, you know, died. Little girl. She was maybe hardly beginning teenage. All the people that came back. Paul Yongicho's son. How many of you know Paul Yongicho? Yeah, Paul Yongicho has gone to heaven. His son was dying in a taxi of a stomach problem, you know, and then finally he died. And his father 
prayed over him for 10 hours or so using the name of Jesus and woke him up. And he said, why did you bring me back? I was with Jesus. This is one of the biggest churches in the world. He didn't want to come back. They have lakhs of people everywhere. He said, why did you bring me back? He didn't want to come back. Once you see that glory, that's all. So we're going there. Say amen. But till you go there, let's stand on the finished work of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So today, I don't want to minimize it. We are thinking about now. Some people preach always about the future. Some people preach always about the past. But we want to be in the correct perspective. We believe now also. We believe the future. We believe the past also. Say amen. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. If God said it's correct, it's correct. Hallelujah. So I believe that if healing is your problem, we can just pray right now. We can lay hands on you. We can expect healing to flow. Amen. If finances is your problem, we can believe with you, praise God, that those bills will be paid. Hallelujah. That the miraculous realm will open unto you. And that bill will be paid. You remember we had a problem. We needed a miracle. We didn't tell anybody. It was, you know, emergency. There are emergencies. Sometimes because of mistakes. But if you believe God, within four months, I believe, some, some couple of months, it was, I think, about four months. Praise God. We were taking communion. We were thanking God. I think only Brother Anandraj knew about it. Did you know about it? Yes. And uh, some couple of lakhs had to be paid. And somebody handled it all. Without telling them. That's the best part. You don't have to tell anybody about it. Say amen. And so we have seen miraculous things happen. God is faithful. If you need the miracle, God will also do it. Amen. The emergency, God will show up for that also. He's our God. He's God. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you need that emergency miracle... God is faithful. If you need a daily stuff, God is faithful. All your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. And back in those days, they would have a meal. It was called a covenant meal. Once they take that meal, finish. Once the two parties take the meal, finish. That's all. That means it is binding permanently. We ate that meal. That's called our communion meal. God and man have settled the matter. Amen. How many of you are going to take communion and say, it's mine today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, maybe there's Omicron out there. Oh my God out there. Whatever they have out there, we have our God shall supply (laughs) all our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You know, they're trying to get some numbers out there. 20 people, 200 people, 400 people. Omicron has come. Start it again. And there will be the next one. And the next one. And the next one. As long as you're in this earth, it's like that. Amen? And then you will forget. Uh-huh. Was there such a thing even? You will forget. But it will keep coming. Jesus paid for everything, all your needs, from now into the ages of the ages. Hallelujah. Let's take this meal today and receive the benefits in Jesus' name. Thank you so much.
Thank you for coming to church. Thank you for being physically there. Thank you, brother. Thank you for coming. Thank you for your participation. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all looking so good. Dressing up, putting on makeup, you know, dressing up is all important. Praise God. Why? Because you want to not look down. You want to look up. Amen? How many of you want to look up? I want to look up. Amen? And people are not so spiritual. They will look at you and think how things are going. If you're like saying, Pastor is having a bad day. Look at him. So you just look up. Amen? Your neighbors are also looking. After all my cron, how are they? You just look up. The minute you step out of the house, just change into Superman. Back in the house, can't lie down. <laughs> Amen? Because people are watching you. You are preaching a message by your words, by your, the way you're walking up and down. They're watching you. Huh? 2021. Oh, how are they now? It's almost the end. How are they now? They're looking. Your life is a message. Hallelujah. Your life is a message. They are watching. What you are believing, they are seeing it. Praise God. So walk by faith. It doesn't matter. All of us have feelings, but God has given us faith. Amen. Just step out there. Be solid in Jesus' name. When you feel, achoo, just say, in Jesus' name, I rebuke you. Achoo. The other day, I, I sneezed ten times. You know, just like, hacha, Ten. I said, what? Shut up in Jesus' name. Shut up. And you know, finally, it all stopped. Ten sneezes later, it all stopped. Then I said, good for you. And I opened the tap, washed some bathrooms nicely, cold water, everything. Let me see. Diary on the Amen. So, you know, these things will happen, but you don't have to be moved. Take communion and say, I'm here. The blood speaks for me. The word is sent to me. It's for me. I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm sound. I'm free in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. After you have, you know, shouted the victory, go home happily. Amen. All right, let's eat and drink in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We receive your benefits. You've taken care of us till today. Lord, these 56 years that I've been on the earth, you have taken care of me. I want to thank you for bringing me to the last Sunday of 2021. I want to just thank you for your faithfulness to me in India, in Bangalore, in this land. I thank you. I praise you. You've been good to me. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. You've been good. If there's any change in 31st December service, we will let you know. Amen. There are reports that there is bond and this and that. If there's any change, we will let you know. Praise God. But till then, we are still here. 31st December, 9 a.m. Wombo to Gante. Service day. Amen. That, that's what we believe. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's at 31st December. That's the last day of December, 9 a.m. We are planning to meet. Father Valan said, don't bother, just come. Amen. That's our father in charge of this whole place. He said, ah, nothing will happen, you come. If he's so bold, why cannot, why cannot we be bold? Amen. Praise God. 
Ha ha ha. All this going out on TV directly right now. But if there's any difference, we'll let you know. Praise God. We're going to be seeking God from today onwards. Just be in that attitude. Worship the great king. Worship him who lives forever. Amen. Let me give you one hint. If you read your Bible, you will think that they were seeing God and angels every day. But chapter 2 of Acts is different from chapter 7. It's not just three weeks later, it's years later. So they were not hearing and seeing angels just every Tuesday and Friday and all that. No. As they developed, praise God, God did not have to tell them spectacularly by visions and all. God knew this guy knows how to read the Bible and get the information from there. Are you getting this? So as you are developing, pray, study, read your Bible, God will speak to your heart. Amen? It's not necessary for one angel to appear there. That is usually because there is emergency. Then angels will come. Emergency means serious problems. Then angels may come and say, don't go this way, you will die if you go there. Hallelujah. So don't be looking for angels. Don't be looking for gold and silver. If it comes, it's good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Every now and then I look at people's faces. Sometimes I see gold on their face, but I don't tell them. Because we're not looking for gold. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're looking for Him. (laughs) We're seeking Him. Hallelujah. And if other things, you know, deposit in your house, that's wonderful. Praise God. But be expecting. Anything is possible. All things are possible to those who believe. Amen. So be in an attitude of even though if you're going in the mall, online, don't go with physical. Go online only. <laughs> Why are you going physically? Go online. Online is comfortable. Sit in your chair, press the button, Orion Mall, and just look happily. Rub your face. Put makeup and watch. <laughs> Amen? No, I want to go there. I must go there. All right, get your two vaccinations and booster is coming also. Drink two boost and go. (laughs) Boost is the symbol of your strength. (laughs) Praise God, whatever, (laughs) you figure it out. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) But while you're walking in the mall or, you know, wherever, we were with our children the other day, going here and there. Praise God. It's cool. You should suddenly remember, Lord, I'm open. What do you want me to do? Praise God. Be like that. Hallelujah. Be open. Be open while you're out there. Pray in tongues while you're out there. Hallelujah. Nice doggy. And then be praying at the same time. Hallelujah. Glory. Praise God. You know, while you're there, don't be just totally blockhead. Be open to the Spirit. Hallelujah, because that's what you are going to receive communication from the Spirit. Hallelujah, amen, praise God. You know, uh, during the Twin Tower collapse, where they were attacked, people escaped because they just felt, I should go out now. And they went out, the towers fell. Like that, earthquakes are, you know, he just told us, somewhere in Bangalore there were earthquakes. If you feel that you should move your car, move it. If you feel that you should go away from there, just go away. 
You'll be listening. Don't be blockhead. Just be open. God, I'm available. Praise God. Don't be carried away. The Bible in King James calls it surfeiting. Don't be overloaded with surfeiting or chumma enjoying. Be open to God. At the same time, while you're you know, having your milkshake, while you're having your ice cream, while you're having your kebabs, your boti, whatever, you know, just think, Lord, is it okay? Shall I go? Shall I stay? Be like that. Amen? Whether you are in the best hotel in the world, suddenly remember, should I stay? Should I go? Be like that. Don't say anything else. Just be open. And if he, he tells you to move, move. Because there is tsunamis out there. Amen? All kinds of stuff out there. These are the last days. Anything is possible. But you are open to God. And he can keep you delivered to the uttermost. Completely. Till we see Jesus face to face. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So I pray that you will be open to God during this season. Listening to him. Amen. Father, we thank you that it is from you that every good and perfect gift comes. You have given us the ability to make wealth. The ability to get wealth. The power to get wealth. And we are giving in Jesus' name, in your name. Here mortal men may receive, but there he that lives forever receives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you may wonder what happens to the money that we give. Part of it goes to a certain person um, who is in Bangalore that does good works. His name is Otto Raja. Every month we give him a certain amount of money to their work there. Praise God. You just need to be aware that it is going there also. Amen. And some of it goes to uh, preachers. There is a preacher in Delhi, New Delhi, a good man. Some of the money goes there also. Praise God. So like that, there are different, at least seven or eight avenues in which the money goes. Hallelujah. Praise God. So uh, we want to do it right because we will stand there with you at the judgment. That day you will know where the money was going. Hallelujah. Praise God. That day you will know whether we were telling you the truth or not. Hallelujah. Everything will be open. Everything will be naked before him. Hallelujah. So we want to do it right. So we are trusting God that we are doing it right. Amen. Some of it goes to help people that are in our church. It goes here and there. You can, if you are very curious about it, you can ask Brother Anup and he will tell you how this money is going. Praise God. But in case you thought we were not doing good works, we are. We are trying to do good works. Amen. Because we are saved unto good works. Ephesians 2.8 says you are saved by grace through faith. 10 says good works. Good works were prepared for you before time began so that you will walk in them. You see that? So there's a grace and then good works. Amen. So be open to God during this season. We will be praying, pondering, and we will let you know. Uh, you know, if we're going to be here or not. Hallelujah. But if Jesus comes before 31st, hallelujah. See you, see you at home. Hallelujah. Natikaram. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You're blessed. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, team. Have an awesome end of year experience and see you on the 31st. Hallelujah. You are blessed. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you need prayer, welcome to the front.